wonderful day. I am here today with my friend Liz. And my friend Liz, some of you know her, some of you don't know her. But to know Liz is to love Liz, okay? Liz and I, <laughs> we are, um, you know, we have so much in common. I love this woman of God. And she has an amazing testimony today. So thank you for joining us on Keys to Your Best Life. I'm your host, Maggie Cavanaugh. And I'm here today with stories of redemption and encouragement and all of that good stuff. And Liz has an amazing story. Some of you may or may not seen the broadcast the other day with Keita Moses about her testimony of kicking cancer in the butt. Now, Liz is my other friend that kicked cancer in the butt. So I'm honored to have you here today, Liz. Um, it's just such a blessing. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks well, for having me. If my story can help somebody else, then I'm really glad to share it. Absolutely. Well, Liz is uh, a writer. She's an entrepreneur. She's a worship leader and an amazing woman of God. I call her my sister. We met through our uh, network marketing business and she lives out west. Are you in Oregon? Where are you? I'm in Idaho. Idaho. I live pretty close to the Canadian border. <laughs> Okay, Idaho, close to the Canadian border. Okay, so see, I didn't even know where my friend was at. All I know is we've been in contact for a long time. I guess, how long have we known each other now, Liz? Probably a good year and a half or almost two. Probably yeah. from close to the beginning. Yeah. When we yeah. both got in the business. Yeah, it's such an honor to have you on here with me because, you know, we, you know, you connect with some people and then you really connect with other people. And Liz and I really connected because we, we you know, we like the same things. We're spiritually, we, we drive in the same lanes, if you know what I'm saying. And so it's just so fun to do life with Liz. And last year at convention, uh, we actually got to meet face to face and we'd already cultivated a relationship on the cloud. And, you know, people can say what they want about Facebook friends and people. They, you know, I hate it when people say those aren't real relationships. Nonsense. Some of them are fake. I have to admit, some of them are fake. But, you know, you have uh, the opportunity to have genuine relationships with people that are not in your same neck of the woods. I'm just saying. I'm here in Tennessee. She's in Idaho. But we have talked together, prayed together, stood together, believed together, and done our businesses together now for, you know, going on two years. So it's, it's really cool to have you here today. And the redemption story I want to talk about, I'm just kind of shooting the breeze here, letting some viewers get on because I want everybody to hear this. I want you to get this out to your sphere of influence. I want you to share share this to uh, anyone that needs a word of encouragement. And, you know, maybe they're not dealing with chronic illness or a life threatening illness like she was. It could be you can apply this to any area of your life. And so today we're talking about kicking cancer in the butt. And Liz did that. Liz did that in the she stood in the face of fear <coughs> and she defeated the odds and she did it all while standing and believing the father that we serve. So Liz, why don't you share with us how that journey took place and, and give us your story here. Okay. Well, um, December, 2015, um, I, I had been struggling with something for a couple of months and I finally got my insurance in play, went to the doctor in no November and they sent me straight to a surgeon who did a biopsy. And, um, in that process, um, in, that was, December, I asked my friend to go with me to the healing rooms. I don't know how many of you are familiar with the healing rooms. They're all over the United States and they really originated in Spokane where I live. And um, we have one right in my town and they're only open one day a week. But I called my friend who is my prayer partner with combat boots on. I have two that 
you know, wear combat boots that I trust when I need something. And she, I said, will you go to the healing rooms with me? This is what's going on. And she said, yes. And so we went and they prayed for me and prayed for me. And at the end, she said, I don't know what the answer is going to be, but whatever it is, God's going to be with you. And I knew right then it was going to be positive. I knew because God sometimes he gives you a heads up. Right. And so um, I had uh, about I would say about 10 years, eight or 10 years ago, I had gone in for a blood test and they had found hep C. And when I was going in for the blood test, God spoke to me and said, it was like almost audible, you know, sometimes you just get that very clear voice. And he said, be very careful what you agree with. And I'm like, whoa, antennas go up, bing, you know, and I go in the doctor's office and the nurse is like, oh, and I'm like, get off me, get off me, you know, good. And I walk in there and he talks to me and um, he says, I'm really sorry to tell you this, but you have hep C. And I'm like, well, thanks for telling me, but I don't receive it. It's not mine. I'm not coming into agreement with it. I, I'm, if I did, I might as well build myself a coffin and I'm not doing that. So it's not mine. I'll be smart and I'll do what I need to do, but it's not mine. And so that experience, you know, st- oh, I got no signal. I wonder why. Oh, you're okay. I, it's my, uh, it's my screen goes dark. I got to do my little mouse a little bit. Anyway, that experience was something that really, um, affected me that God spoke to me like that when I was headed into the doctor's office. And so when I knew I was going to get a phone call, I had a heads up and I knew this was just like that. Be very careful what you agree with. Um, so when she called me and she said, well, your test was positive. I'm like, well, thank you very much for calling me. I don't receive it. It's not mine. I'm not coming into agreement with it. The enemy's trying to do this to me and Jesus is my healer. So I'm just going to stand on that. Um, immediately when I hung up the phone from her, the Lord spoke Psalm 118, 17 to me, and I did not know what that was. And I got my trusty smartphone out and I looked it up and it says, you shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. And I was like, that's my word. That is my word for this battle. And if you are going through something hard, I really want to tell you, I was very fortunate and blessed that God spoke that to me right then. I don't know why he did, because I mean, uh, he doesn't always do that. He sometimes he just lets you have to seek after him. But this time he just spoke very clearly. But if you are going through something, get on your face before the Lord and ask him for a word. Yes. What is the yeah, word? Yeah. Because you cannot stand in a battle without a word from God, a rhema real word. And um, he spoke that to me and I was like, okay. And so they sent me to the oncologist and I had, um, in the meantime, I had problems with my insurance and we had a big storm in Spokane and the roof blew off the post office. And I really believe all my insurance documents that I was supposed to change insurance companies went flying off into the stratosphere. And so I didn't know what my insurance was. So there was like a month and a half. I had no insurance and I didn't know what I was going to do in that month and a half. I had an opportunity to watch the video series, the truth about cancer, which is all about natural cures that have been suppressed it's about the billion billions of dollars business that cancer is. And I watched that and it really solidified some things with the Lord and what I was going to do. And so when I went to the oncologist, he's like, well, you need to do chemo. I'm like, I'm not doing chemo. Well, I can only give you 50% chance. And I'm like, I'm going to be in the good 50 doc. The Lord told me. <laughs> he did not know what to do with me. I mean, seriously, he tried every week 
that, you know, I did, I did agree to do radiation. And that is like something I felt that the Lord told me to do it. I had a very fast growing cancer. I believe the Lord told me to do that. If the Lord hadn't told me, I wouldn't have done that either. You know, can you share 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 with what type of cancer you had? It was where I sit. Okay. Well, I have to say that I'm very thankful that that was where it was, because if it would have been buried in my body, I'm not a doctor fan and I wouldn't have gone to the doctor and I'd be dead now. So I have to say, thank you, Jesus. You made it apparent and painful. And I couldn't sit for eight months. And (laughs) I was like, and okay. So, so every week for seven weeks, I'm in the oncologist. I did radiation because I felt God told me to. I checked with my prayer partners, the combat boot ones. They said, yes, we, we are in agreement with that. We feel that's what the Lord's saying too. And so I did it. And I have some stuff about that, but every, if you want pride stripped away from you every week, get on a table and have a doctor look at your butt. Yeah. That's a humbling thing. I told him nobody but my husband's looked at my butt in 40 years. I'm not happy with this. <laughs> so I, I'm pretty like, I'm about like no pride left because, you know, you have to get on a table and have look at your rear end. That's like, blah. Anyway, um, <laughs> That was the beginning of a journey, and they tried and tried to get me to do chemo. I did a lot of alternatives, and I have done a Google Docs note that has everything I did. It has my blog that Maggie read, which is why she wanted to interview me. It has all the supplements I took. It has everything that I did and and where I got my supplements, what they were. And so I will post that um, wherever... Maggie is broadcasting this afterwards. So you actually can share it with somebody, you know, that you can use it yourself. Um, Anyway. um, Okay. I'm like, I got to get my brain. So that began the hardest, uh, the hardest when I started going to treatment, I did um, do radiation and it was seven weeks. They lay you on the table and this big thing goes around you, you know, and they tattoo little dots on you so they can pinpoint it. And, um, so I I went and I I got on the you know started that and as I was preparing for that God gave me a vision and he showed me the Holy Spirit painting on all my cells the blood of Jesus like Passover and he said I want you to declare Passover over your body that the death angel of radiation will not touch your healthy cells and that the death angel of cancer will not go any farther than it is. And so every day I get, I go in five days a week and I get on that table and, um, and I would just say, Lord, I declare Passover over my body that the blood of Jesus covers me. It covers my cells and you will not let the death angel of radiation or the death angel of cancer move any farther Amen. than they they've moved. And I just kept declaring that over myself and um, it's very hard going through that. I didn't do chemo, so I didn't get the hair loss, the nausea, all that stuff. But radiation's hard on your body too. Sure. And I got weaker and weaker, and I got and I couldn't eat. And it wasn't because I was sick. I'd go to the refrigerator, I'd open it up, and and I'd look at the food, and I just shut it because I I couldn't think about cooking. I couldn't think. And if you want to talk about Facebook friends, I want to tell you that I was an admin on a on a vaccine page. And I had these wonderful women that um, were my fellow admins and the people in the group. I didn't announce it on Facebook that I was sick, but I did tell my group because I was disappearing. Sure. And um, 
I, I mean, those women that I admin with, they sent me care packages. They sent me $300 worth of essential oils. They, they called my local natural foods market and grilled them about the food they had and had somebody local pick it up and bring it to me. I had care packages. I had letters. I had somebody send me warm socks and coloring books. I, I mean, it was, it was like these people I've never met came out of the woodwork and blessed me so much. And I, you will never be able to tell me that true friends aren't on Facebook because wow, that's like Jesus with skin on showing out. Oh my gosh. It you was know, just, 11 on you from all across the country. I love it. Yes, it was wonderful. And my husband was driving long haul truck at the time. He tried to do a little closer, but he was gone a lot. And my son was there and you know, he was worried. And I just, I determined during that battle, I said, I said, I am not going to whine. I am not going to complain no matter how I feel, I'm going to, um, I'm going to worship. And I made myself a YouTube worship list of songs of hope, faith, and healing. And I put that on my, you know, you can put your YouTube on your TV these days. And I put it on the TV and I had it going 24 seven. I just listened to it all the time. Hope, faith, and healing, hope, faith, and healing. I meditated on God's scriptures on healing. Um, and I, I remember hearing Graham Cook speak, who's Maggie's and my like favorite guy ever. He's a guy from England. And I heard him speak at the Spokane Healing Rooms, I think 2013. And he did two nights on being seated with Christ in heavenly places. And that message changed my life. I mean, I'm serious. I sat with my mouth practically open and just taking it all in. And um, I, it, the whole point, and this is another thing to think about when you're going through something, we're here on this earth, but our spirit is to be seated with Christ in heavenly places. Yes. Now, if we're here and we've got this thing going on, whether it's an illness, whether it's a, a family member, whether it's divorce, whether it's whatever it is, you cannot see from God's perspective when you are in the muck. That's right. When you're in the muck of whatever you're going through, you cannot see God's perspective, but if you come up to be seated with Christ in heavenly places, you're seeing from God's visionary place. He sees the end from the beginning. He sees the circle of the earth. He knows the past, present, and future. And so you're able to kind of separate yourself from that. And I just, I just worked really. I strived to be seated there. I strived and it wasn't easy and I didn't always make it. I know when I was about six weeks into the radiation, I was just, it was, I was painful. I was in pain. I was exhausted. I could hardly get up off the couch. Um, but my son got sick and he's got this vomiting thing that he gets sick and he ends up in the ER often, you know? And um, so he got sick and I had to take him. I had to cancel my appointment at the oncologist. I had to take him to the ER. He was on a gurney with fluids and all this stuff. And I was laying on a blanket on the floor <laughs> of the emergency room. I was just laying there and I was just oh like, God, this is so hard. And, <laughs> and then I got home and I went into the doctor and I said, I can't do this one more time. I mean, I need a break. And so he said, let's take a week off and we'll come back. They thank God he did that because I was at the, I, I went in and I, I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I had a meltdown. No, it's okay yeah. to have a meltdown. Sure. Amen. You know, God understands when we've hit it, had it up to here. He knows. Yeah, Got to release that stuff. Yeah. 
Um, so I did a lot of alternatives. I did hyperbaric chamber treatments. I did IV vitamin C infusions. I took so many handfuls of supplements four times a day that I can hardly take them today because I took, I was just like, you know, anyway, I, I have all that in my note. You can see what I did, but, um, I, I just knew I was going to be healed. And I, oh, one other thing that happened, you know, when you are get a diagnosis of cancer and then you're saying, well, it's not mine. It's not my, my deal. I got, I always said I got diagnosed with, or I am fighting. Those are my two comments. When somebody That's said, right. Oh, you have this. I said, no, I was no, diagnosed with the it. Fighting it. I never said yes. You know, that, I have something. No, never, 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 never. Because where two or more agree on anything, and I don't want to agree with Satan. Okay, right. so I, I'm not. I, I'm. I used to be in the faith movement. It was very off balance. But this for me was where I needed to stay in my battle. Yeah, power so, of life and death is in the tongue, Liz, and we cannot come in agreement with something that is other than it says. You know, God told us in His Word in First John, you know, that to be in health and prosper, even as your soul prospers. So if He's telling us we're in health and we're agreeing with something that is contrary to His Word, we're coming in agreement. Yeah, that's right. So That's we're right. not talking about being super spooky spiritual here by like, you know, can't say that I am struggling in this area or this is what the doctors say. We can simply say, that's what they say, but I'm going to trust and believe the word of the Lord that I shall live and not die. Right. So, and yeah. and I spoke that at the beginning. I said that to my doctor. Now yeah. I can't say it's not mine. I don't take it. I don't receive it. I'm not in agreement with it. And then all through the sickness, I'm going to agree with it. I can't do that. That would right. negate the stand I took. Yeah. And um, I was waiting to go in for a PET scan and that was at the beginning. And that's where you go to find out how much cancer is in your body. And I'm sitting in the chair and they, they forgot to tell me they don't want you to take your iPod in um, because it's something about the magnetic resonance. and yeah. EMFs. They didn't tell me. So I'm listening to my iPod. I'm sitting in this chair in the chair where people go sit in fear and despair and hopelessness. And Oh my God, you know, they, sometimes I think I'm going to die, you know, and I'm sitting there and the song Oceans comes on. Spirit lead me where my trust is without borders. You know that one. And I started laughing. I was laughing like a crazy woman. I was just filled up with this joy. And I was like, okay, God, whatever happens, you're in it with me. And I, I'm, I, there's no reasonable explanation for why I was laughing and why I had joy. Right in that situation. <laughs> Except totally for the Lord knew that you needed strength. And the word says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Yeah, he, he did it. And I'm grateful he did it. But it yeah. was just a funny thing in that situation. And I never in this, I never had a minute of fear or despair or anything. From the beginning, I just, I just knew God was with me. And I knew and he's he it was a prof I would not trade that time for anything. I mean, when you look back on the experiences in your life, Maggie, the hard ones, would you say, oh, I wish that never would have happened to me? No, I can't, I can't say that. Right. Yeah. You know, it forms us into being able to be in a position to have authority in the spirit realm over certain right. things. There are people that I can help now that I, there's no way I could have helped them had I not been through that journey. And journeys are, are designed to give us that perseverance to keep going. You know, yeah, we're going to have times of testing and trials because Jesus said we would. You know, he said in this world, that's where we're at right now. You will have tribulation, you know, but then he right. goes on to tell us, cheer up. I've over 
overcome the world. So, you know, he gives us a solution so that we can stand like you stood. That's so amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, I not only has he given me tools that I can pray for other people that have are dealing with cancer, not have it, but they're dealing with it. Right. But um, he spoke to me in such very profound ways and spoke such truths into my heart that it, it was the time, you know, in the, the closest times of the Lord are sometimes the times where it's the hardest, you know, that was probably the hardest fight of my life. And it, yeah. it was the time when God was very close and very real. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so anyway, I'm, I'm going through this and I'm, I'm just, working very hard to keep my heart right, to keep my mouth right, to keep my brain right. Um, and I'm, I'm very grateful, you know, how God worked. But in the midst of it, he, he showed me that I, I was watching on YouTube in that video, Louis Giglio. If you have not seen the Stars and Whales video, look on YouTube, Louis Giglio, Stars and Whales. It is the most incredible video ever. And I was watching it and, you know, he's got the cosmos making their sound and the humpback whales. And then he has the church singing, how great is our God. And, and all of a sudden, this revelation hit me that, you know, everything in the universe, every cell, every rock, every star, every animal, everything is to be praising God. And my body is to praise God in a symphony of perfect harmony, every cell praising God. And I had cells that had gone to live with the pigs. That's exactly what he said. Your cells are prodigal. <laughs> I had to repent to my body. I had to repent for the lack of care. Sure. I had treated it like a temple. I'd eaten bad food. I'd, you know, used drugs and alcohol when I was young. I mean, whatever I had done over my lifetime to hurt my body, I had to repent to yeah. my body and to the Lord. And so I did that. And then God didn't say curse cancer. He didn't say that to me. He said, I want you to remind yourselves of where they, who they are mm -hmm. and what they're, and you know, the song that they were created to sing you know, because if our body is created to sing a song of perfect harmony to the Lord, um, all functioning in like a symphony with every cell and every, you know, it's like all perfect. And so my cells forgot that. And so I kept, I kept reminding them and I kept inviting them back and telling them I wanted them to come home to be with the father, you know, <laughs> and it's so weird because that's like such a weird thing to pray. <laughs> yourself it's just like okay whoever does that i don't know cells, up. yeah but i got through it and i did use cannabis i will say it's not legal in my state i broke any number of laws and i use cannabis very specifically in certain ways i couldn't take any pain pills when i was sick um they they make me violently ill and um so i use what i needed to and my oncologist knew it my doctor knew it he's like yeah do what you got to do and so i did and um you know the thc and cannabis kills cancer cells it's been shown to kill cancer cells and so if you want to know what my thing i did with it's in my note i'll post it um so when i got done and i went in for my last checkup the doctor um they did another PET scan and he said, it looks like you're all clear, but the, the doctor needs to read it. And they're not supposed to tell you that, but I, I knew, I knew. And so I went into the doctor and he said, if I didn't know you had a six centimeter tumor, I wouldn't know you had one at all. I said, I told you, I told you I was going to be okay. Didn't I tell you that? 
He's like, yeah, you did. <laughs> so anyway, that was my journey. And I just, I remember the last day going down there, I had to go see the receptionist for something. And I was bouncing down the stairs. I just came back from that whole, the last day of radiation, I was like this, you know, and about three days later, I was bouncing down the stairs. I don't know how I recovered so fast, but I was bouncing down the stairs, just filled with joy. And I just felt like, Lord, I'm going to spend every day of my life from now on. I'm going to be joyful and I'm going to be grateful and I'm going to find the blessings in life. And I'm not going to ever, ever have a day when I am not choosing joy in my life because I have been given a gift and I'm here. And I settled it in my heart, Maggie. I settled it when I was sick. You know, I, I knew I was going to live, but I settled it that if it was my time to go, I was going to go dancing over the threshold and I was going to say, don't pray me back. And I was going to go <laughs> dancing into the arms of Jesus. I have, a, I have my friend with the combat boots. She's a worship leader as well. And she is on my end of life plan. They make you do. And I said, if my husband is discombobulated and he can't make a decision, I know you'll go to the Lord and you'll ask the Lord, is it time for her to go? Is it time for her to stay? And God will speak to you and you'll, you'll know. And my daughter's like, Am I not on your end of life plan? I'm like, no, you don't talk to God. Why would I put you in charge of my end of life? <laughs> yeah, get your life right with God, and then I'll put you on there. <laughs> You're not controlling whether I stay or go. Uh-uh, no. Yeah, and she's emotionally attacked, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. You want somebody that's going to seek the Lord and the spirit oh. realm to make that decision. Right, I get but Either that. way, I'm good, and I have no fear of dying anymore. You know, mm -hmm. I, I just don't, it's like, well, I'm here as long as God has me here, and it's going to be a joy-filled life no matter what what's going on. I love that, I love that. That is one of the things that attracted me to you as a friend uh, in the business is because, you know, we share, you know, the entrepreneurship of the network marketing, and I was looking for people that, you know, it's common. We, we gravitate to people that are like us so that we can stand together. And I asked yeah. the Lord, I said, please show me some serious Christians in this business. And you were so full of joy. And I remember when we prayed, uh, we were praying about um, a building for the Moving Forward Academy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your wisdom and counsel was straight from the Word of God. And it was confirmation with the Lord had been speaking. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, she's yeah, she's the real deal. And so I'm honored to have you as a friend and also as a business associate. So is that how you got into that CBD? Because I, I know my story of how I got into it. How did I, you get into the CBD? I didn't know about CBD when I was sick. Really? Now, I okay. Marijuana. And I knew that it was good when you had cancer. Right, so I knew right, that. Right. So about a year after I got well, I'm um, about a year, I was sitting around happily retired, doing nothing, sitting on my butt playing on Facebook and my friend called me up. My friend Robin called me up. She said, Hey, I got this stuff. That was when we could still sample out bottles, you know, before the FDA told us we couldn't do that. And she goes, right, right. I got this. I want you to try it. So she gave me a little bottle and, um, and we still have samples by the way. <laughs> In a different way. Um, anyway, she gave it to me and I'm like, okay, I trust you. I'll try it. And I started taking it and the, I don't, I don't think I've slept a full night in 20 years because women have busy minds. We are very busy. We have 
we 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 um, guys just go along, and I don't know how they stress over things, or if they even do, or if they hide it so well, they just stress until they have a heart attack, and you know. But we stress, and we have kids, and we have you know all kinds of responsibilities that we have, and and I think we just tend to, okay, did I do this? Did I do that? Why is you know? So I would wake up to go to the bathroom. I would wake up because I had a dream, I would, whatever the reason I kind of startle awake, I wouldn't be able to go back to sleep and I'd be up for hours. So that was my 20 years. And the third night of taking the CBD, I, I slept all night and I woke up with a sore arm in the same position I went to sleep in on my side and I hadn't gotten up to pee. And I'm like, what is this stuff? Holy <laughs> cow. You know, <laughs> I did this post on Facebook and I had like, so many responses and I did I wasn't selling it I, I just said what is this stuff and they're like well I want to know what that stuff is and I'm like Robin I think you better sign me up because <laughs> I just have all these people and I don't even know <laughs> I, I I've done every network marketing company from Amway to you know if you could go from A to Z and name them all I've probably done almost all of them unsuccessfully and you know <laughs> just I, I think you, you and I are alike, and I think networking is a spiritual gift. Yeah. I'm serious. I give a book to somebody, and then I find out they've given out 20 copies. Like, and and this is just how we operate. We're, this is our way we think, you know. And so I always gravitate toward it. But this one, this one took. <laughs> it, it, it went. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for a couple different reasons. We know that the workforce has changed drastically. You know, jobs are being automated. People are looking for ways, you know, the school system is, is whack. And right. so parents are looking for a way to be able to homeschool their kids or to have more quality time. We've learned through studies that experiential with your children is much better than the material things you provide by working the nine to five grind or the, and we're right. not knocking that because some people are called to that for marketplace ministry. But but, you know, having the flexibility you know, right. to be able to do life on your terms is huge. And now you're a 50K affiliate. So for those of you that know me, you know I'm a small fry. Okay, right now I'm a 10K affiliate. But I'm going to be 25K soon. Okay, really soon. But, you know, 50K is no job. I'm kind of shocked. I, my favorite word in the English language is gobsmacked. <laughs> that's a British word meaning astounded or astonished and I say the, the whole thing I'm just gobsmacked I don't even know how I got here you know I, I know it was the Lord but um, yes. you know I I went up so fast that it was it almost scared me and I I kind of like came to this screeching halt because I'm like I don't know how to do this you know so it's about self-development and learning how to do the things you need to do and all that so that's I'm kind of in that spot now where where I'm like okay I did this but how did I do it and why am I here and <laughs> God help me <laughs> and he will and he, he does will. he does as yeah. you continue to grow well I'll tell you such an amazing story of redemption and faith and standing in the midst of something that usually shuts people down. You know, um, for those of you that have seen previous broadcasts or know me well, you know, I'm, I'm a cancer survivor from 1989 to 1991. There's a massive battle, cervical cancer. And I was in my twenties. It was very scary. My mom was dying of cancer when I was diagnosed. Oh. And I did not know Jesus. And so 
I didn't know to stand in the face of, you know, faith. I stood in the face of fear. And, you know, so I, I look back now and I'm like, it had to be the Lord that got me through that. There's no way. This was, you know, because I was coming out of denial that I married an alcoholic. I was treating for cancer. My mom was dying and I had two kids and I didn't know how to be a mom. You know, it was just kind of like I needed her. And it was such a difficult time in my life. And when I look back now on that, I'm like, there had to be the Holy Spirit to, to just even gently take me through that, even though everything in my behavior in those seasons was rejecting God, not knowing it. You know, I thought, I, you know, if someone would have told me I wasn't a Christian, I would have been offended. You know, of course I'm a Christian. Did you know I would well, take you're, you're in the Bible Belt. Everybody's a Christian in the Bible Belt, well, I right? I was in the Bible Belt then. I was um, I was in Central Florida and originally from Indianapolis, but, but, you know, I had went to a Catholic school and I had a Bible and, you know, I didn't know what it meant. I didn't really read it. didn't understand it, but, you know, I had the, you know, the appearance of all of that. And, but it did set the standard for me to start to seek out more. And that took me on a journey, uh, you know, where I didn't get saved till 1998. It was a long journey because I, you talk about rebellious cells. I had a rebellious beat. I was just like, you well, know, I did too when I was younger, so I can relate. Yeah, I was like, I got this, God. You know, you get in the passenger seat because you ain't ever taking the driver's seat because I'm in control. You know, and praise <laughs> be to God that you know, even yeah. but, but since I became a Christian, I was diagnosed with all kinds of stuff. You know, I've got 13 diagnoses right now, and look at me. Yeah, you're kicking like, back. I don't. I am not. When I wake up in the morning, I tell my body what we're going to do today. My body no longer tells me what we're going to do. I stand and I will stand until I see the full deliverance of the Lord. And I don't care what the doctors say. And every time I go to the doctor and every time they give me lab reports, I'm like, yeah, that's what the paper says. But, you know, I'm going to stand. Now, do I feel good all the time? Well, I don't know that anybody does. But I stand and I say, you know what? God before me who could be against me and I will not bow down to anything. I lost a lot of my life serving the devil and serving my flesh. And by golly, am I going to live out the rest of my life? You know, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm just going to be connected with the Lord and allow him to direct my steps. It's yeah. That way. That's right. Psalm 103. He forgives all our sins and heals all our diseases. That's what the word you know, says. And, and that's one that I stood on at the time, Amen. you know, Amen. Well, Liz, this is such an amazing, amazing story. And I'm so grateful that the Lord brought us together through network marketing. Had it not been for our, you know, my daily choice, we probably would have never met. I know. Isn't that incredible? Yes, I know. And I just, I just adore you, Maggie. You're just like, you are just my sister from another Mista. Oh, I love you too, Liz. You are just such a blessing to me and my team. And, uh, you know, for those of you that are entrepreneurs, Liz and I are, you know, we we uh, are standing in agreement for people to be able to walk in the freedom in all areas of life, spirit, soul, body, and financially. So, you know, that's why we do this business. That's why, you know, because we believe that it's a gift from God. So I am, you know, when, when I knew your backstory, I was like, other people need to hear this because they need to know that you didn't compromise. Right. You didn't, you didn't bow down to it. You didn't say, oh, you know, I, I won't I won't tell them your age, but. Well, you can. I'm 65. I, I'm 65. I know. You know, yeah. You know, some people would have been like, you know, at that time, you're probably about what, 60 or right around 60? 61, 61. 
you wow. know, some people would have been like, oh, I'm 61 and now I've got this and I'm going to go through that. And I guess my time is up. And, you know, they would have gave up. Well, I, I will say that over our lifetime, we learn to trust. And yeah. I had a pastor one time that said, if you can't trust God for a pair of socks, how are you going to trust him for something big? And I thought that there's some truth to that. And over over the years, God proved his faithfulness over and over and over in many different ways, little things and big things. My husband and I got saved at the same time, thank God, because I am not the kind of person that would have been a dutiful wife to an unsaved man living like hell for, th for 40 years. I would just not. I would have like, that would have been it for me. I, he knows, God knows me, and he didn't ask me to do that because he knew I wouldn't because I'm, I'm just not that, you know, I'm not that, you know, so nice. <laughs> But, you know, over the years, he's faithful and he's faithful in little things. And he and he comes through times when you think this is never going to go right. Nothing's ever going to happen. And uh, all hope is lost. And then he just like, bam, comes through. It's usually 1159 p.m. You know, I call it white knuckle Christianity. We're just like hanging on. God out there, you out there. And then he's just come through so many times. I just it built my trust. So that when I did go through this, my trust was was built already. You know, I didn't have to all of a sudden come to trust from a place of not ever having any, you know. So that that's a lifetime of God proving himself and showing himself faithful. He's a good, good papa. Yes, he, he is. is. Yes, he, he is. He gets a really bad rap. He adores you. He he is over the moon for you. You are his beloved. You are his the apple of his eye. And he doesn't love you less if you don't know him. He doesn't love you more if you do. He loves you just the same. Um, he he wants the best for you. He you know he wants you to adopt into his family. He he's such a good good father. And so you know if you know him he's good. And if you don't know him, he's good too. And he's calling for you. Yes. Yes. And it's that place of surrender, you know, and it, it, you know, we think that we're giving up. We think that, you know, I think I remember I used to think that I was having to give up everything, but that surrender gave me life and it gave me the ability to be able to take the pressure off of me and transfer yeah. it on to the to the work of the cross because he yes. took care of everything before the foundation of the earth. You know, I, I like to tell people all the time, all the crap that I've gone through has just been good fertilizer for me to bloom at the right point. That's of right. That's you right. Know? And uh, so if you're going through a trial, whether it be with your health, with your marriage, with your finances, with your struggles, with your addictions, with the bondages and so forth, you have got to allow the work of the Holy Spirit to come forth in your life. You have got to go through, you know, Liz and I talked about this in a private setting the other day about the importance of inner healing. And because many of the physical things we go through life are a manifestation of emotional things because the body has memory cells and it hangs on to stuff. And if you've got that toxic emotions in you, you are going to have cells that go rogue. They're going to go prodigal, you know? And so you've got to, and some of this may be new to you all that are listening or watching yeah. and some of it may not. So, you know, I just encourage with the fact that God loves us so much that he gives us tools you know, you can't go out and work on your car without some tools. You just stand there and look yeah. at it. But if you get the tools in your tool belt, the tools of, you know, I love how Liz said that she worshiped her way through it. You know, I did. 
And now, you know, you're leading worship in a church and you're ushering in the presence of the Lord and leading other people into that state to where there's peace and safety in that, you know? I love that. I know it's my favorite thing to do. It's awesome. It's my favorite. So awesome. So if y'all are watching or listening to this and you would like to know more about our Jesus, you can reach out to either one of us. We will be happy to share with you. Uh, you know, there is salvation in Jesus Christ. And you know, the Bible says that no one comes to the Father except through the Son. And I don't care what you believe right now. You know, there is, you know, there's more to life. And it, and it happens to have that abundant life with Jesus. Not a perfect life, but an abundant life. And there's a difference. And he gives us righteousness, peace, and joy. In the Holy Ghost. You are yep. getting some old gospel song. I, 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 you know, I didn't have peace until I knew him. Yeah. Well, you the know? world offers false peace. Would you say that's true? Yeah, but I didn't know it at all because I was so full of fear. I, I didn't have any peace at all until I met him. And, mm -hmm. you know, that just, that was the best, that was the best thing that's ever happened to me in my life. You know, everything else, everything else is frosting on the cake, you know, but that was the best. Love it. Liz, what a redemptive story of God's supernatural power and grace in your life. But it also took an act of obedience. Yeah. And, you know, and God will never, you know, for I don't know who this is for, but I really feel like I need to say this. God will never do your part because he wants you to have faith. To stand. He's got his part. You got your part. He's not going to do your part. So if you are waiting for God to come in and change your circumstances, but you refuse to make the right choices that line up to get you to the result that God's trying to get you to, you will stay in that pit a whole lot longer than what's intended. I went around the mountain many times. And I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. You know, God said, God said, God said. And if you're like, well, I don't hear from God. Open up your Bible because he's speaking to you. He's got 66 books of love oozing out towards you. And, you know, so many people, they'll, they'll start in the Old Testament and they'll be like, my goodness, you know, he's harsh and he's a, you know, listen, you have to understand when you pick up that Bible, you are looking at it from different perspectives, different people types was he speaking to in the Bible. And so you have got to know that the God of the Bible after the cross is ravishing after your heart. He's trying everything to get your attention. So I pray that he uses this broadcast and this story of my sister's journey of standing and believing and trusting resonates with your heart and causes you to go get in the word in the New Testament. Go read some red letters from Jesus. And if you don't feel so after that, then, you know, read it again and read it again, because I'm telling you, he wants to speak to you. He wants to put people in your life. He wants to put people in your path, because in this world, there is so much pressure from all angles. And he is the, he is the lifter of your head. Yeah, that's what the Bible says. He's gone before you. So, oh my gosh, Liz and I together here, we could go on for hours ministering. Yeah, tomorrow. We could <laughs> We could just, we could just do like a, like a 10 hour marathon and just like keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> we'd lose everybody, but it would be, we'd have fun. Well, different ones would flow in and out, you know, cause sometimes people will come on the broadcast and they'll watch a little bit and then they got to go to the grocery or, pick oh up a kid or, or something, yeah. or we step on their toes and they go snap. I don't want to hear that. So, <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, for those of you watching, this will be available to you. I want you to go and share this with someone that needs some encouragement, someone who needs some Jesus, someone who needs to know that if God be for you, who could be against you? Right. 
So I've got another webinar coming up here. Uh, I am very excited because my direct uh, enroller, David Grunning, who is a 250K affiliate. So for those of y'all, I'm, I'm over here going, ooh, 50K. Uh, he's at 250K and he is having a, a webinar with the founder of My Daily Choice, Josh Weigel. So that's how our CEO is. Our CEO is meeting with my leader. OK, and just for those of you that wonder about this business, reach out to us. We would love to share with you um, yeah. opportunity because it's it is a freedom a business that is free. I'm sorry. Let's go ahead. It's been a blessing. Yes, it is it's a huge a, blessing. Been a blessing. Everybody has a call. And in order to walk in your call, you need the flexibility and you don't need to be chained to some desk somewhere in a cubicle scheme. And, you know, you need to be able to get out there and do life and on the terms with the leading of the Holy Spirit. And this business affords Liz and I to do that. So, That's right. Viewers, we love you. We thank you, Liz. Hang on one yes. second here. Bless you. Bless, Bless you guys. All. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.